Uh, welcome to the Dorkiest Podcast. It's me, Mike. Uh, take it away, Daniel, with the weather. How's the weather over there, Daniel? The stormy. <laughs> Her- oh. Very hurricane-y. <laughs> oh, you heard it here first, Dorks. It's it's stormy over there on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, you do. You guys doing okay, Daniel? I know that. I know that. Um, that that hurricane got downgraded to a tropical storm not too long ago so uh, you know we were kind of worried that we weren't going to be able to record today but sounds like everything's are calm ish sounds like yeah i said th- it went further west than they originally thought so it's it was about like two three hours west of here so we just got a lot of rain and wind okay uh, so much needed rain i'm sure has it been like hot before this storm uh came by yes i was like i was like well the storm will cool off for a couple days before it gets back in the hundreds oh yeah exactly well i mean luckily there's only just a i mean we're recording this at the last week of august slash september and beginning of september so you know hopefully fall is gonna come and grace us with its presence very very soon i miss pumpkin flavored things (laughs) (laughs) don't we all (laughs) right on Welcome to the show, folks. Uh, this is the uh, uh, latest episode of the Dorkiest. Uh, we're going to keep it nice and light and cash, and we're going to, uh, but we're going to do so in a way that we're going to discuss a problem that I feel like a lot of us have. Right? I know I had this problem, um, Daniel. From my understanding, you have this problem as well. And what I want to kind of talk about is, well, first of all, I want to know if I'm crazy. Um, don't answer that. Uh, <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> I want to know if I'm crazy and how I like manage all this stuff. And I want to know like how you manage it. And if there is a way that maybe I can be a little bit more efficient in how we handle the dreaded backlog, the gaming backlog. And I, I feel like this is a problem that um, I think people who keep more of a physical presence with their games, especially nowadays, when we're transitioning to a digital, a more digital future, like people, I feel like people who have like more of a physical presence with their games uh, seem to have this problem a lot more. Is, is, do you think that's accurate, or is you think this is something that everybody has, regardless of how you keep your games? I think everybody would to an extent, but I just think having a physical, as a game backlog, just puts in perspective of how far behind you are. <laughs> oh man i didn't think about it that way now i feel even worse oh no because you know if you have say 10 or 15 games in your backlog but it's all digital you don't really get to see that oh yeah but if i look behind me and see like 10 or 15 game cases behind me that i haven't started yet it's just like yeah nice (laughs) well before that daniel why don't we uh jump right into uh the beginning of the beginning of the show we're just going to kick it off right over here keeping us professional right that's that's what we're all about here at the dorkiest what is it that you are playing over there i have been playing pretty much nothing but mass effect 2 that's what i like to hear baby that's it Woo! so you are currently right in the smack center Sounds like it sounds like you're you told me that you were 25, 30 hours into Mass Effect 2, the legendary edition. Yeah, something like that. I have Ooh. I don't remember exactly how much, but I know it's in that range. Mm-hmm. So how does it how does it now that you have like a good amount of time under your belt? How does it compare to the handling Mass Effect 1? Well, I think everything handles much nicer. The combat system is definitely a lot smoother. I, I, I think I read or listen to some guy say it perfectly. Mass Effect 2, they leaned into it being more of a shooter. 
yeah, than, a, the than the, whereas the first game is more of a RPG with some shooting elements. Mm-hmm. Things are a lot more refined. Like even something that you know, when a game does this well, we take it for granted uh, and and we don't think about it, which is a, you know a good thing. Um, but even like the menu system too. Uh, I having never played Mass Effect One and then jumping into the Legendary Edition, like that menu system in Mass Effect One, kind of a mess, especially when you compare it to two and three. I, I would definitely agree. Yeah, I'm trying just, even just like trying to equip items and weapons to your party in Mass Effect One is just kind of okay. Let me go over here and oh, and you accidentally pit down or left or something. It's like oh, now I'm in a completely different menu. And I got to start all over again. So I'm kind of surprised it didn't yeah. like clean that up. Maybe they did. I don't know. Did it seem uh, different to I, you? I I don't think it was much different. I think they just I don't think they they already redesigned the HUD. I guess they figured like they didn't want to redesign the entire menu system. Yeah, and it's one of those things too. It's a tricky balance between, um, you know, polishing something up and modernizing it, but also keeping the feel of how it was back whenever it came out too. Like you know, you gotta you as a designer have to kind of balance the the pros and cons of that. So I, I think they probably just wanted to keep that as a nice contrast to two and three i suppose i yes i i would probably agree with that all right baby. so continue on mass effect 2 how do you how you enjoying it what where are you at actually okay well let's see i have i have in my squad i have collected all but one because there's one space left blank space Ah, in my squad menu yeah i i I actually you know who that is right I think so, but I've been trying okay. to avoid reading a lot of stuff. I'm basically like whatever I remember from watching playthroughs years ago. I remember, but I'm not trying. I'm trying not to jog my memory. I want to go into it as blind as possible. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I've That's- basically just been doing a lot of loyalty missions. Is what I'm kind of working my way through now. Yeah. No. Nobody's gonna die on your watch, dude. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Captain- Trust me. I- I have Captain Dax to... got your back, dude. <laughs> yes. I've been trying to make sure I was like reading. I was like, okay, what do I have to do before the suicide mission to make sure no one dies? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and one thing that it does do brilliantly too, which I actually forgot about until I got to the the final mission in Mass Effect 2, that is that, you know, you can you can read up on or you you can do the loyalty missions, blah blah blah. It seems simple enough, right? But you still have to know what your characters are good at. Uh, and and who excels at what in order to keep them alive, I guess, yeah. so to say, without without saying too much. Exactly, that's the thing I've been fearing. <laughs> yeah, have you been uh, leaning towards uh, any particular favorite characters and any favorite crew members so far? Ah, well, there I, I'm glad you brought this up because I have been I I was trying on cycling through my squad mates to kind of figure out what balance I like. Mm-hmm. And I have a conclusion that I have a couple different rotations of people that are my favorite. Ooh, you know what? Before you had get before you say who they are, I did the exact same thing. I paired up all of my squad, and I was like, depending on the the, the nature of the mission, like if this is like a if this is like a, um, a Cerberus centric mission, I would take you know Miranda and Jacob, or if this is like something to deal that deals with the the quarians you know i would take these two and so forth so on so forth but yeah so uh who, who, who did you pair up your people with uh usually if i uh, it's interesting most of the ones i paired up is if i bring garris i'm usually bringing uh that crap i just lost his name uh jacob 
That's mm-hmm. not usually those two. I think those two pair well together. Yeah, you got a long ranger, you got a mid ranger, and then you know yeah. how, however your shepherd is uh, specced. Yeah, I'm definitely more close range, so it gives a nice kind of balance. There you go. Look at you thinking like a thinking like an RPGer. <laughs> yep. And then I also have an. Let's see. Another one of my favorites is is having Tally and Jack. That's kind of more if I know it's going to be more close, if I don't really need a long-range person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very close uh, quarters, and then Jack, heavy hitter as well. Oh, yeah. yes. I just said that Jack is one of my favorite characters in this game. Yeah, she is such a complex character, and the first time I played um, back on the PlayStation 3, Jack died on the suicide mission, and, I, and like you, I, I kind of went in blind. I didn't really look up a lot of guides for the most part so you know my jack died at the end of uh mass effect 2 so i didn't get her i or i i didn't meet her of course in mass effect 3 so i didn't get that more fleshed out character of who she is and who she becomes and you know how this how the events of this game kind of lead her on a on a path in the future so yeah it was yeah. That, yeah so keep keep jack alive i think it's going to be well worth yes. it yes and the other uh one if i if i want just like another like really good biotic but if i want if because i think tally's a good one because i always like the tech abilities mm-hmm. so if another one if i want more long range mix of biotic i pick tally and thane oh thane's my boy dude Ooh. i I've, i haven't done his loyalty mission yet but just the little bit i've had with him i'm like you're one of the most interesting characters oh yeah and he's so mysterious and it's such a great example of a character where the less that is said the better like i don't want to like what what they what they give you in two and in three like it's just enough to keep that mystery alive keep him interesting you know and, and keep him keep you the player thinking about like how his life has been he only hints at things and your imagination fills in the rest yeah i would say so far i, I think at this point doing his loyalty mission i have identified probably my least favorite squad member Mm -hmm. definitely gotta be go with zaid yeah zaid's kind of a he's just kind of there you know he doesn't (laughs) his his role doesn't affect the overall story um as soon as you get somebody else that has like a sniper rifle like and notice like at least for me too like zaid i just don't never brought him around <laughs> yeah I, I just i never use him i i, I mean also i brought him for his loyalty mission but yeah yeah That's it's very just cool, like dude and, and honestly his loyalty mission so far has been my least favorite one yeah I, I i somehow did the loyalty mission the same time that i did his mission to pick him up and i don't know how that happened like i just noticed the next time i was on the character select screen i, I his little loyalty halo under his feet or like right was right there i was like oh I guess I did it. <laughs> or I guess he's just a simple man and he's loyal no matter what. <laughs> yeah, it's like, because I definitely can say so far for loyalty missions, I, again, I haven't done all of them. I think I've done about four or five. I see, uh, Tali's is definitely the most interesting one I've done so far. That was a great one, yeah. That one was really good. I think next I'm either going to go do Kasumi's or... Uh, grunts is gonna be next for me yeah grunts is fun kasumi is a cool kind of break in the gameplay like it's like, i don't know how much you want me to say but it's like it's it, it, you're definitely gonna be doing different things than you normally do 
uh, in the game so far with Kasumi. So that, 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 that's fun. But, you know, there's no like emotional payoff or anything like that. Oh, actually, you know what? I lied. I take that back. There is a huge emotional payoff. <laughs> what am I saying? It's Mass Effect. You liar, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you how, So who have you romance and have you kind of kept that romance alive? Oh, like I said, uh, I when I played Mass Effect one, I didn't romance anybody. OK, that's it. But uh, was, it, was that two, by choice or was that kind of like like you just it, didn't get around to it? I say it was kind of by choice. OK, I say I say because I because I think I, when I played way back when I did save Ashley, I romanced Ashley, like when I one of my first playthroughs. So I was mm-hmm. like, I don't really feel like doing that. I say, but uh, yeah, so I didn't really romance anybody in one, but uh, going into two, I definitely want to do Tally because Tally is my favorite mm-hmm. side character. In oh yeah, Mass she's Effect, great. So. And she's one of the few consistent characters throughout the whole th- whole three games. Too. Yeah, I know she's one of the only ones that is in your that I believe is in your squad in all three games. Yeah, yeah, very cool, so. dude. So it sounds I, I, like you're reaching the, uh, the 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 finish line, at least with part two. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts going into part three, which will probably be in the next week or two? Yeah, definitely in the next week or two, depending on how much I play. Again, I have been playing an absurd amount. My my fiance can attest to to that. I mean, the that's fact. the that's the correct amount, though. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I'm pretty sure one day I I played for like six hours, in a, a straight. Only. Come on, Daniel, step up. <laughs> I know. But uh, yeah, I was like, yeah. But yeah, I'm very excited going into three. I, I really don't remember hardly anything about what you do in three other than very sad moments and the ending. Oh, <laughs> so. well, that's a good place to be, dude. And, you know, when I, I talked briefly about my experience with three um, last time we talked uh, on, on the episode, but like there was so much that was added to the vanilla that I would be super excited to hear what you think as well and how it and how you played those segments as well. So, you know, yeah. Mass Effect 3 ended up being way longer um, to take or take the finish than, um, you know, I, I initially thought. So, yeah, you've got the you're, you're, you're over the halfway point, which is great. So uh, excited yeah. to do this big, gigantic Mass Effect spoiler episode <laughs> that we have planned for the future. Yes, and then on to an and- Andromeda. What? What's that? <laughs> uh, it's, at, it's at it's at my local game shop for like four bucks. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah right, I can pick, I can I can pick this up and play it. I I have a suspicion that it's not going to be as bad as the internet wants to tell me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they had to have fixed all the major bugs at this point, but you know, well, uh, you know what? I'm going to wait till you play that game. And then see if I'm going to add it to my a uh, backlog. So we'll talk about that uh, in in a bit. Yes. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, by the time I get done through all of this Andromeda, maybe we'll have more information about the new Mass Effect. Oh man, that ain't coming out till like 2025, bro. Come on. Ah, uh, don't <laughs> let me have hope. I just want some information. Bio Bioware is very busy doing updates to Anthem. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's favorite game, Anthem. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and it's a failed life service game. I don't know what but, uh, All right. Uh, anyways, Mike. <laughs> is there something that you'd like to ask me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I totally forgot. I didn't ask you this yet. Uh, Mike, what are you playing over there? 
what is it that I am playing over there? Uh, well, yes. I'm playing a few games, actually. This being the backlog episode, I won't go too much into this because I'm playing quite a few. But uh, what I'm playing with my wife is Detroit Become Human. I actually did not have not finished that yet, but I can tell I'm at the uh, finish line. And uh, spoilers for a three-year-old game, one of my characters is dead. Oh, no. That is where we left off last night. And I'm very upset. <laughs> All right. And then I, when you finish that game, I honestly think we should just do a full episode on that game. Cause I yeah. could talk for a while. I will have like 20 minutes of Taylor tirades for, let's see for that. Oh, nice dude. Have it's you played like it multiple times? I've only played it once. Oh, but so. did, did you play it? And then did Taylor play like her own playthrough? Yeah. She played it years before I did, oh, nice. it, but she was, but she watched me during my playthrough. Oh, okay. Did she and coach she was, you? <laughs> not really but she it was just from her observing she's like oh that was different than what happened to me <laughs> that's a very nudge nudge type of comment you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like it's just like that's not how that happened for me <laughs> and a lot of times it was a reference to wow you did not do those quick time events very well did you oh, <laughs> i was like no <laughs> i mike i just think you know i'm notoriously bad at quick time events oh really yeah i <laughs> I, I was in my early 20s when that became every single game ever uh, so I've gotten lots of practice. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's one of the things I'm getting used to in Mass Effect 2. Bring it back oh, around, nice. Is the, is the oh, Renegade right. and Paragon quick yeah. time offense. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and, and nothing like hitting a button and going like, oh, I didn't mean to. Oh, that was the Renegade option. Whoops. Like, I was like, oh, oh that's whoops. A, I was like, that's <laughs> I just, not what I meant to do. I just killed a man. Whoops. <laughs> I was like, I just knocked. I just kicked a man out of a window. <laughs> I've been righteous this entire conversation and then I just kicked a man out of a window. That is some bipolar disorder if I ever saw one, Commander Shepard. Uh, uh, but I am also uh, tackling when my wife is not available to play with me. I finally picked, uh, started playing a game that I've been meaning to play for a long time. Uh, the first of the trilogy, actually, uh, Dark Souls. I'm playing Dark Souls Remastered, oh, dude. Nice. Yeah, I, I am of... intimidated by those games. Oh, you should be, man. I've, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Bloodborne, uh, I'm a huge fan of Sekiro. Uh, I started with Bloodborne. I played. I only played Bloodborne because I wanted to play Sekiro. Uh, but in, 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 and then, it, you know, I think it was GameStop. They were having like this huge sale like months ago, and then I ended up picking like Dark Souls one, two, and three for PS4 for like twenty bucks for all three of them, dude. Um, so yeah, cute, great deal. So I finally started that. Um, having mixed feelings on it. Uh, it's kind of odd going backwards uh from a developer's kind of how they've constantly iterated on a game and you know their most recent one being Sekiro of course we got Elden Ring coming out in January so seeing the kind of I don't want to say bare bones of those systems that you're so familiar with and you got so good at and got the platinum trophy for Bloodborne in and just it, so, so yeah going backwards is weird i guess it's all i'm trying to say but like I'm, i can definitely imagine yeah yeah so so I'm, so I'm still having a good time with it i've put in like a good like 20 25 hours so far so the the obtuseness is a little frustrating because those games are notorious for not holding your hand or telling you where to go you just kind of have to go places and then die a lot and then go back to those places but uh yeah so i'm having a good time for, for, for it's just one of those games i feel like i should get under my belt um on the Switch, I'm playing The World Ends With You Final Remix. This is the Switch re-release of a DS game that came out in 2008 uh, from Square Enix, uh, specifically Tetsuya Nomura, 
a famous uh, character designer for the Final Fantasy series, kind of made it his own little um, uh, original game. Uh, it, it's a very interesting playing game because if you play it in handheld, all the controls, the entire game is done with a touchscreen, which is fascinating. So, it, of course, this came on the DS, of course, so you play with the stylus and things like that. But, um, yeah, on Switch, the best way to play that is in handheld. And there are controls to play that game docked with the Joy-Cons detached. It is a nightmare, dude. It is a literal nightmare. And I, if anybody has has this game in their backlog, do not play it that way. It is frustrating. And I and I implore people, just treat it like a handheld game because that, that is the way you're supposed to play it. Ugh. Uh, and I did that because I'm playing this game because I want to play the sequel that just came out a couple of months ago, uh, Neo, The World Ends With You. So, yeah, I don't know if that's a game I'm going to talk about too much. It's kind of, you know, it, it skews very young as far as the story goes. And it's, you know, kind of anime tropey, but, you know, it, but the gameplay is very fun and I'm enjoying it uh, for what it's worth. And Daniel, I must say, the last game here that I am playing over here is a little board game. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Here to Slay. Do you know what this nah, is? I, I have heard of it, yes. Yo, you've heard of it? Okay, well, for people who don't know, this is a card-based RPG that Daniel recommended on the last episode, and I picked up uh, pretty much that same week and played with my family. We love this game, dude. Oh, yes. It is All so right. fun, dude. Oh, it I know it's, is, right? And I was so intimidated by it, too, because I've never played like tabletop RBGs before and neither has anyone in my family. So like, you know, I was watching a bunch of tutorials on YouTube to try to get a get a handle of it. And as soon as you get it in your hand, though, like you have the actual cards and you understand the basic rules, it's like you said, it's super easy, like once you're getting going. So it's like it's such a great beginner game. But it's still so fun and there's still a lot of strategy involved. And like, man, I wish the five of us, like your you like you, your wife, and my family, like we could all play together because that is such a fun game. Oh. I know that. Like it, it has been an obsession of ours. That is so cool, dude. Yeah, and I can't wait to play some more. It's 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 like it's been on my mind like all week long. I love that game. <laughs> Have you picked up the expansion pack? I have not. Okay, is that, does that, is that something that interests you? Because from my understanding, there's, there's two extra classes and then more monsters. And I think those two extra classes are what's intimidating me from buying it. Yeah, I think that's what... Uh, we just wanted to play a little bit more of the base game before we decided to, on, the, on the expansions or not. Yeah, like so like Zoe ended up loving the game so much by the end of the weekend, she was like, oh, we have to pick up the expansion pack. So I told her that exact same thing. Like, oh, why don't we keep playing this because we haven't even gone through half the deck yet we we played yeah, know, so much right? but we haven't even gone through half the deck so like yeah so yeah man like if there's some way that we could all play together i don't know if there's like an online version we can pick up or whatever like dude i'd love to do that someday definitely yeah and thanks so much for that recommendation solid reco that's a nice so those were some games uh that were in my backlog daniel we put this episode idea in the backlog long enough I think we should get down to it, my friend. Um, Daniel, how big is your backlog? Uh, You'd had to guess. It's it, it's pretty big. I, I have a list of games in my notes. This is everything I could think of. All right, let's do this. All right, you, you don't you don't have to go through the whole thing if you think it's too long or whatever. Maybe you go through some like 
major stuff that, or maybe the, the stuff that you know you're going to get to whenever you're done with Mass Effect or something. I gotcha. Uh, it's not too terribly long, but I will go like in the order of games. I'm actually going to probably play sooner. Uh, got Horizon Zero Dawn. I have started that. I'm about maybe halfway through it. I just, I got Mass Effect Legendary Edition and that kind of uh, took over. Makes, yeah, but, makes sense. But after I finish Mass Effect 3, I, I will be getting back into Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the, the sequel is coming out in uh, February. It yeah. looks so pretty. I'm so excited. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm going to be playing it on PS4. Daniel, what system are you going to be playing on? What system, Daniel? Tell me what system you're going to be playing uh, on. Mm-hmm. The uh, very distinguished PS5, for, only mm-hmm. for the most distinguished mm-hmm. It's gamers. because you're a real gamer, right? You're real exactly. Gamer. I, I, I'm a real gamer. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous you get to play it on PS, PS5. Because there's all going to be like haptic feedback stuff with that game, dude, that I'm not going to experience. Yes. Ugh. I'm very excited. Gel. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else I have? I have Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, I you have, have that game? Uh, yes, I have it. It is, it is oh. behind me as we speak. Oh, Daniel. <laughs> oh i love that game oh yes i t- dude i mean it's an open world game set in like feudal japan like that's just, this is right up my alley oh that's the, that's the reason why i picked up sekiro and this was of course before ghost oh. of shima was announced right so i was like yes. we don't get games like this and then i you know pick up <laughs> that got... game and then freaking ghost of tsushima gets announced i'm like yes <laughs> yeah well uh mike you mentioned sekiro that, that oh, is also yes, oh! i, oh, I do what? not have I don't have a copy of it yet, but I, I will get get one. All right. Well, I just realized too that like you know it 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 always takes me a, look, a little while to like remember some things, but like I just remember that like you picked up a PS5 and you skipped that on the PS4 generation. So all these games that are in your backlog, dude, are probably games that like I'm in love with, and I'm just like freaking out over here. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying because like, I. I've... I really didn't get any play any PlayStation exclusive oh, baby. Oh. for the PS3 or PS4 generation. So, oh man, ask me all the questions, Daniel. Oh, I know you could probably add like twenty games to my to my backlog <laughs> if I inquired hard enough. Oh well, wait, just wait till my turn, dude. Just wait till my. Turn. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm intimidated, but uh, I also have. Hey, we just mentioned it, Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Oh, and that that game just looks very cool. That that is so. one of the most unique games out there not just like in its gameplay but like the setting and what at least my interpretation of the story too it's like so otherworldly and beyond like human comprehension man yeah, oh. it, lo- it looks very lovecraftian oh exactly that's the perfect term for it too yeah but i remember because when that game was announced i saw it i was like oh this game looks so cool and i was like eh, playstation so i was like darn it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. it's supposed to come to pc at some point but i don't think that's ever going to happen but uh yeah whatever I, yeah i don't i doubt it yeah, but play also it on, play it on ps5 yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely will let's see i also have some last of us and last of us part two. Oh my gosh dude i can again ask me all the questions when you play those games dude i uh, yeah i already know going into last of us 2 that there is a lot of controversy yeah. <laughs> about ignore that, that stuff it's like seriously ignore this because like I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now like those people especially who are holding those grudges to this day losers dude huge losers so no and i, and I mean that sincerely like those guys are toxic it's all heck and you, you there's always like a tinge of like misogyny and homophobia behind their statements of why they don't like their like these games but like yo whatever i'm just gonna sit here and enjoy one of the best cinematic games of all time 
Well, I just remember it was funny because the game came out and I look at like my YouTube subscription feed and one of the YouTube channels I follow is like, why Last of Us Part 2 is an amazing amazing piece of art in the gaming Mm -hmm. industry. And right below it was another one. It's like, why I didn't like Last of Us Part 2. I was like, Mm -hmm. huh. And I I, I watched both of them without trying to get too much of the spoilers. And I I think they both made interesting points, but Mm -hmm. I definitely think based on what i heard i lean more towards the person that liked it mm-hmm. so that but yeah very excited yeah very excited. and i'm not here to dismiss people who like don't like that game for like part two i mean like for legitimate reasons there are legitimate reasons why i feel like the story won't connect to some people but like the people who are pushing this narrative of why it's a bad game are yeah, hugely there, I, toxic misogynist yeah, yeah i there was a lot of homophobia from what i was reading about oh, people yeah. that don't like that game i'm like all right that, that's that's just uncomfortable yeah, so like like I mentioned, ignore that stuff and just go in with your own, you know, as coldly as you can. Yes. Uh, let's see. Also on my list, I'm getting near the end of this list right now. Uh, Shadow of Mordor, which I played this oh. way back in the day. Yeah. I picked it up for PS4 for like five bucks. So I was like, yeah, hey, yeah. I played this game way back in the day. I liked it. I think it was when it was like a, on Xbox games for gold or something. Oh, right on. I see. Or when it was on Game Pass, maybe for a while. I played it. I, I enjoyed it enough to be like, well, I'll get back into this. Yeah. A Batman Arkham style combat in uh, in Middle Earth. Very cool. Yes. Oh, crap. You just missed something. Okay. I have to add that to the list. All right. No, <laughs> oh, Batman Arkham. <laughs> My, Mike, you're gonna probably not be having me. Because I, I got, I got, I got I, four games to tell you right now about you talk about the Batman Arkham y- series. Yeah, I, I, I've never played a Batman Arkham game. <laughs> oh, Daniel, you're killing me here, buddy. I know. <laughs> All right, but at the tail end of the list, I have the Uncharted series. Just every okay. PlayStation Four must have. Yeah, yes, you, that, yes, that, that's your list. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, Uncharted series, Infamous series, and Borderlands series. Oh well, yeah. Which you did you guys uh, figure out that issue with the with Borderlands, or are you just kind of yeah? Here's the, the here, here yeah. We figured it out. Here's the dumb thing. What they did is we were playing Borderlands, the you know definitive edition or whatever special mm-hmm. edition. They took that off PlayStation now, but they still have the regular version. So we just and it kept our saves. So oh, we just okay. went over to that. So we've been continuing. Okay. We so got, you just we went you... through the biggest headache of a boss fight. Oh, we at least what I assume is a boss fight. If that was a boss fight, I'm very scared. <laughs> there was so much dying. We have no money now. Oh, really? Great. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the big problems with the, uh, or not problem. That, that that's one of the things you gotta like watch out for in Borderlands. And there's two of you, so now both of your monies is good. when you when you play co-op, do you share from the same pool of money, or do you guys have your own money? Uh, we have our own pool of money. Basically, when one person finds money. It gives you the it gives each person the same amount, but they're separate. Oh, okay, but banks, you can so. just spend your own, and she can spend her own. Okay, yeah, good to know. Thankfully, thankfully that is the way that works. All right, it only works that way for money, not with ammo. Oh yeah, that that that, that would be great to do it for ammo. I, I wonder if yeah, two instead of you see a cache of ammo, and it's like, okay, what do you need, and what do I need? What guns do you have that you yeah. Need? And a lot of the times, like the ammo just gets like auto sucked to you as well. Yeah, like, and you're like, you're like, well, I was like, I, I needed that. That's a, I wouldn't mind if they gave you an option to drop the ammo for the other person to pick up. Yeah, you can drop guns, you can drop items, you can't drop, you can't share ammo with people. Yeah, that's that's very frustrating. Oh, well. But yeah, at that, least it's plentiful, you know. Yes, that is true. There's no shortage of ammo usually. Mm-hmm. But yet, that is everything I could 
think of oh, for man. my backlog. You've got awesome. a lot of like good stuff to catch up on. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on those. Like, hurry up with this Mass Effect, dude. Like, why are you recording this episode? You should be playing Mass Effect 2 right now. <laughs> Get through it, dude. All right. Uh, I'm, got, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot for me to talk about. Um, so feel free to say cease this if you've heard enough. All right. I've opened up my spreadsheet. There is a total of 217 games on here. Oh my. No, this is 217 games that I have total. Not all of those are in my backlog. Right? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, like, wow. <laughs> so, wait, so my, my, my inquire. So, you have a spreadsheet of all games you have played and your backlog? Correct. Yeah. So I have okay. that together. So and and we'll got and we'll talk. I'll elaborate more when we talk about how we deal with our backlog and the tools that we use uh, to try to stay on top of it. Because, but as you can see, two hundred and seventeen games. This is the games that I own, dude. These are on my shelf in the living room right now. Uh, these don't. I. This, this, there are very few digital only games on here. Uh, but anyway, um, so I, I keep here on a spreadsheet uh, the 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 platform it's on the name of the game, the release date, uh, whether I finished it or not, and the projected time to beat, which I got from uh, howlongtobeat.com. On PlayStation 3, I have not finished Alice Madness Returns, which is a game that I got on sale that I bought for Zoe, and she never finished it. And I was really interested in that game, and I want to finish it. I have not thought about that game in years. Oh, have you played it? I have not played it. I watched a playthrough years ago when it came out, and I was like, that was a weird game from what I remember. Yeah, really cool interpretation of that uh, of that story, really cool art style. And yeah, it, it just got me super interested in it. And like, this was around the time like that Zoe was starting to get into like weird goth stuff. So like, I bought it for her, and she played it and had a good time, but she just kind of put it away, uh, which is fine. Uh, Final Fantasy 13 2. Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy 13. Journey, which according to how long to beat takes two hours. I should just play that game. <laughs> you, you surely should. I, I also have been intrigued to play it. It looks very relaxing. Oh, yeah. But I wonder if like I can still play it with the intended way, because part of the way you're supposed to play is that other people are supposed to join your game. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find out whenever I can spare the two hours to beat that game. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare. I have not finished that game. Um, I have the... I, I played Red Dead Redemption years ago. Very good game. Oh yeah, great game. Have you played the Undead Nightmare? I uh, yes. I've oh cool. Yeah, I bought that on a, for Halloween so that we could play as a family. And yeah, just again because it was Halloween and we didn't finish the seven hours it takes to beat that game, I just you know put it away. Uh, I gotcha. I believe I have it on 360. I bought it for my friend for like ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's not canon. It's not important. <laughs> Uh, moving on to PlayStation 4, Marvel's Avengers, Code Vein, Cyberpunk 2077. And when I say 20, Cyberpunk 2077, I mean 2077 is the year I'm going to start playing that game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you're in year 2077. They'll finally have patched it to where it's playable on PlayStation yeah. 4. PlayStation 4 will like allow it back on its shop. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, uh... Dark Souls that... Remastered, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3. Dark Pictures, Little Hope, Detroit, Become Human, uh, It Takes Two, Limbo. Oh, yes, that, that was a cute game. Me and my fiance started playing it. We never finished it. Oh, that's awesome. Cause, yeah, I bought the game myself for me and my wife, and like we just haven't started it. Like We decided to play um, Detroit instead. So um, hopefully we start that soon. I've been hearing a lot of good things about it. A lot of good game design from what I understand, too. 
um where am i limbo nino kuni wrath of the white witch remastered that's a mouthful yeah <laughs> tales of berseria oh here we go these this is these are the newest games in my playstation 4 backlog are you ready yakuza zero yakuza kiwami yakuza kiwami 2 yakuza remastered collection which includes yakuza 3 yakuza 4 yakuza 5 yakuza 6 the song of life yakuza 7 like a dragon yeah picked those up at gamestop not too long ago so i don't know i i I didn't know there were that many yakuza games well i didn't know either but those are some games that i hear people that if you're a playstation fan that you should be playing and i don't know playstation's okay i guess (laughs) so maybe i should play that game Onto onto the PlayStation Vita, <laughs> Gravity <laughs> oh. Rush, Persona 4 Golden, Tales of Hearts R, World of Final Fantasy. Onto the Nintendo Switch, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, Chris Tales, Dragon Ball Fighters, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Hollow Knight. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, Neo, The World Ends With You, Okami, Resident Evil Revelations 2. Real quick, I I don't want to interrupt, but this is not as... Mike, there is a problem I have with Hollow Knight that I cannot help but get it confused for another game every time somebody tells it to me. Oh yeah, Shovel Knight. I, I can't. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, I yeah. can't keep it straight. I was like, oh, that's that cute little, let's see, retro platform. I was like, no, wait, no, that's not it at all. It's interesting you say Shovel Knight. I'm going to talk about Shovel Knight a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> Sultan Sanctuary, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the Game Complete Edition, Spirit Fairer. I don't know if this counts because I I bought this, but I played all the games in this. Uh, Super Mario 3D All Stars. Uh, uh, Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition, the wonderful 101 remastered, the world ends with you, final remix. <gasps> Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> uh, Shovel Knight's in there. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of Nintendo 3DS games. I'm not going to get through all of them. But yeah, my backlog is, is extensive, Daniel. And part of the way I help manage it is I keep a spreadsheet to keep track of which games I have played, which games I haven't played, and I use a website called How Long to Beat. Do you use that website? It's a great resource. I, I know of it, but I have not really used it that much. Okay, so I think I'm I think I'm going to answer my own question that I am a crazy person that I have to resort to putting in like the estimated time to beat for these games because that helps with my decision making for once I'm done with you know as of right now Detroit Become Human and Dark Souls. Ugh. do I have a problem? <laughs> <laughs> um i i not necessarily all right all right, all right. and say i i honestly you, the way you're doing it kind of makes sense it's like well i say i it makes me feel like huh i should have put more i should put more thought into how i organize my that's in my backlog mm-hmm. do you have any games from like past consoles that um are in your backlog or you just haven't played or you're interested in going back to I'm sure there are. I probably, again, I probably need to sit down and actually write the, like, type these up. Right, right, yeah. Uh, when it comes to the backlog, though, the dreaded backlog, whenever you're done playing a game, how do, you, how do, how exactly do you go about you personally, um, deciding on what game to play next? Well, usually before I play a game, I, I, I do research on the game. 
let's say everything like again that how long to beat.com actually sounds like a really good idea because that is one of the things i determine is how much time i'm going to have to put into this game and how yeah and what's great about that site too is like it 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 pulls people who have played the game and it says this is how long it took for me to beat the story this is how long it took for me to get everything and whether that means like all the side quests platinuming the platinum the trophy or getting the platinum trophy or what have you and then they rate their own gameplay style like oh i i speed through everything or i like to take my time and it kind of gives you like an average so that's been a huge help for the past few years yeah uh, i mentioned it? there is one game that i remember that i have that i need to get back to uh, oblivion i have oblivion for oh yeah xbox one i need i need to get i have it on i have i have a copy for xbox one so i need to get back into that but. oh cool yeah even though you don't have an xbox one anymore i mean i do have one but oh you do i thought you yeah. got rid of it no i didn't get rid of it i still have it i just haven't been playing it much i've been all playstation somebody got a playstation 5 or yeah, last gen console yeah <laughs> but uh yeah usually i just you know i look at the games that i have on hand because ev- not everything on my backlog is stuff i actually have bought a copy of yet mm-hmm. but uh, i'll take a look of what i have copies of and i kind of go i just kind of look at it, it's like well what is inter- which one will interest me the mm-hmm. most do you have to be, do you feel like you have to be like kind of stricken by a certain mood or something or maybe the last game that you played influences what you want to play next yeah, i've definitely would say so like like maybe it's like give this example of say i finished mass effect 3 i might want to play something that's not as open world i might want to play something a little more linear than mm-hmm. like so that's why i'm thinking maybe after that i might go into last of us because you know last of us is sort of a world but I, i'd say from what i'm saying last of us is still pretty linear right? oh yeah a lot less than mass effect 3 for sure yeah, so it's like so that might be a more you know more cinematic experience as they okay, yeah. kind of ground me. But yeah, do That's you today. do you when you when you make your decision on a game to buy though, which will eventually be you know when you buy a game, unless you have nothing else to play at all, like does that kind of what what what? Well, let me, let me rephrase that question. Let's say you already have a backlog, right? And you buy a new game, whether it's a game that you've been anticipating, it just came out, or you see it on sale or whatever, and it's been out for a while. What goes into your decision making to purchase that game, knowing that you already have a bunch of games you haven't played? Well, I said it's likely uh, how, how good the deal is compared to like how much I have in my backlog mm. at the time. Like you okay. know. To give an example of, I've been looking for a cheap version of Bloodborne, which is now on PlayStation now, so I'll keep an eye on that, make sure to see how long it stays around. I'm pretty sure PlayStation exclusives are going to be on PlayStation now always, so I might just play it on that. Yeah, it's but, safe to assume that. Yeah. That's it, but uh, yeah, it's like, you know, say I want to find a cheap copy of Bloodborne. I was like, well, I'll probably get this because I know I will play it eventually. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that that's pretty the idea is like how big the backlog versus how much it costs. So, do new games like let's say for example like a a game in a series that you've been highly anticipating comes out? Where do, how do you slot that in? Does does that just go in the end of the line? Do you prioritize that game? Like how does how does that work on your end? Hmm, I think it does. But if I buy a game new, which I very rarely ever do anymore, let's say uh, it would definitely go higher up on there because again, that how much investment there is. And it's like, well, I do kind of want to 
get into it before I am bombarded with spoilers online. Yeah, and it, 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 that's always like the tough part too of, you know, we love this medium so much. We want to be part of the conversation. We want to join in on the conversation that other people are having. We want, we want to be able to join in on spoiler talks and things like that. So whenever I buy a new game and I really shouldn't, like <laughs> uh, I, I usually just bump that to the, the first or second game that I'm going to play, or I'll drop what I'm playing right now and just play that. If it's like some, something super highly anticipated, like, like, for example, I was in the middle, can't remember what it was. I was in the middle of something in my backlog last year, and then Ghost of Tsushima came out. Like, I played Last of Us 2 um, multiple times. Like I, think we played, I think we played it together, like, three times here in the house. And then I was playing something else, and then Ghost of Tsushima came out a couple months later. And then I dropped, I dropped the game I was playing just to play Ghost of Tsushima, because I was very excited for that one. Um, so... I, I, oh man, what game was that? I have to look that up. But anyway, like so, so that like affects my backlog too. Just like dropping a game. Do do you ever feel the need to fully complete a game, or when you play it, or you feel like you got enough, do you take that off your backlog? Hmm, that is a good question. I say I don't. I say yeah, that's a good question. Especially with more open world games, it's like, well, when am I? done Mm -hmm. that's Uh, something i I really struggle with like i i because i'm such a completionist in a weird way like it it's very rare for me to completely drop a game cold turkey and be like no i've had enough i don't like this game or i i don't feel the need to muscle through the parts that i don't like just to say that i finished this game because also like who am i trying to impress right like i don't other than this show and talking to you and talking with my wife and my daughter and whoever the strangers are that are listening to this show. Um, like I don't have anybody else to play, like talk video games with. Right. So who am I trying to impress? But like, I still feel this need to complete every game that I, that I purchase. And maybe it's just because I grew up poor and I'm trying to make the most of all. the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I can see that. That's like my kind of thing. It's also like, well, I, I put money into this. I feel yeah, like I should yeah, yeah. play. Like, so that's will always be like, thing of i bought watch dogs when it first came out and i don't think i finished the main story and that was about it because i just didn't find myself gravitating towards the side content at all but yeah. for me i was like my god keep playing it because you know how it's, it's frustrating me and it's not enjoyable it's like well i i spent 60 dollars on this i need <laughs> yeah. to, i need to justify that dude same here what the original watch dogs was like the hardest full playthrough that i one of the hardest like get to the end credits like I've ever had in my life. Oh, <laughs> uh, d- oh. dude, those QR code side oh missions. My gosh, I that no. think that's what made me rage. I just eventually was like, I can't, <laughs> I cannot. I, this is taxing on my mental health. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, so thankfully there aren't a lot of games like that in my life. Like, like you, I thoroughly investigate a game. Like I get reviews and thoughts from, you know, sites and people that I trust um, I get I, I, I like to go to like Metacritic. I get like the most extreme positive review. And I like to look at the most extreme negative reviews and just kind of see where people are at. If it's, you know, for the most part if the negative reviews are just kind of like trolling or somebody being, you know, dumb or racist or sexist or whatever. Then I'm like, OK, well, I <laughs> guess like, I, I think this is fine. <laughs> I think this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I try to I try to look for glaring um things that i know that i won't like like i don't like 
monotonous gameplay. I don't like unfulfilling stories because most of the time I play for like a good narrative and stuff. So yeah, like that that's my thing is like especially with like uh going to play Mass Effect 2, people talk about like combat system. Like, yeah, the combat system's good, but I am not playing Mass Effect for the shooting up mm. parts. I'm like, no, nah, I can't enjoy it. I play this for the stories. That's very interesting that you say that because like I feel like the shooting is a huge part of what makes that series great like it is a good shooter it's a great rpg it's a great story of course but i think like i mean there are better shooters out there right but like or more polished shooters out there but like part of my at least my enjoyment was like was the combat so that's interesting Uh, like it's not it's great combat yeah i mean it's great combat it's just like it's like that is not my main thing i think master two i much prefer combat not involving the shooting i love the biotics and the tech the actual shooting is like yeah it's definitely fun i mean it's very good snappy shooting i I definitely enjoy it but the story and the characters are and the decision making is definitely the biggest draw to me oh that's very cool dude and i love that and and that's what's so great about that game again like we're getting ahead of ourselves but like that's what's so good is that it, it allows that flexibility you can you can enjoy it for the shooting like i did or you can or you can enjoy it for like the biotics and the cool powers in the story like you are. Yeah. I think a very, very diverse game. Yeah. What, what else did I want to add here? Do you, what, what, what would it take for you to like just flat out stop a game and move on to something else? Like, does that happen a lot for you? Uh, not, usually it's happened a couple times like i said like usually it would take something like what's happened here with like getting because i was really get i was really into horizon zero dawn and it's just like else i picked a lesson edition i was like well i'll just blow through mass effect <laughs> one <laughs> so i can get to mass effect two and three real quick and then of course i recaptured my love of mass effect one replaying it, and the mass effect two is just like become my every waking moment of free time so gotcha <laughs> but so it really takes something like that but yeah usually i have like usually like two or maybe three games i'm cycling through and just kind of like yeah whatever i'm in the mood for tonight mm-hmm. yeah so that kind of high of uh completing a game and knowing that now you can talk with other people online or talk about uh, talk talk about it with others in person or you know do it on a podcast or something like that like like, do you get that same kind of like euphoria from that, like that, that, that feeling that like, oh, I can finally join in on the conversation. Yes, definitely. I think that is a driving factor. It's like, well, I want to finish this thing so that at least I can have an opinion on it. Yeah. Cause I, I also kind of like equate it to like other art forms too. Like I wouldn't leave in the middle of a song. I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave it like act two of the move of a movie or, you know, unless I'm not enjoying like the series yeah. or whatever like, it, I would it takes le- it takes a very bad movie to get for me to like <laughs> just stop in the middle of it have you ever like walked out of a movie theater oh have i ever walked out of a movie theater um i don't think i've ever watched a thing that was that bad but there have been movies where i've straight up fallen asleep at oh yeah that that's one of those things too like like i've wanted to walk out of like a couple of movies but knowing that i paid money for this i'm like Oh, you got me. I'm stuck here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I want to go with that, the uh, 
Let's see. I remember the, uh, the, the first movie date. Me and my fiance ever went, and I did almost fall asleep watching. Oh no! Because <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to go see. Um, I cannot think of the name of it for life. Me, Mike. You remember that really cheesy horror movie that came out like a couple years ago about like that phone app that kills you? Phone app that kills you? It's like if you download this app, you have like so like seven days to live because like, it's because there was a ancient like latin inca- demonic incantation in the code of the app it was insane i'm looking up movie that phone app kills you is it called countdown i think that was it okay <laughs> that, that yeah I, I i it was very hard for me to... a demonic phone app that kills its viewers that, that's it that's it All yeah right. yeah we saw that in theaters <laughs> And uh, I, I did just straight up. All, I was struggling to stay awake. I'm so sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> the only other one time that I've just about like just got up and left was when my friends tried to see Medea Halloween Two. A Medea's Halloween, okay. Halloween Two, Two. So it's the sequel specifically. Well, they must have. It must be good because they made a sequel, Daniel. <laughs> Duh. Well, obviously, as Transformers <laughs> can attest to. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh man uh do you th- do you think it's better or worse to have a physical collection as far as the backlog goes uh i i don't know if it's a positive or a negative i'm just very old school and i like to have physical media same baby that's like i think the only thing i don't keep up physical media with anymore is music because yeah that's too much <laughs> that's too much and, and i sort of am kind of doing that now because i'm got my new addiction to vinyl but yeah why why would you do that who who would do that to you <laughs> yeah mike i don't know i don't uh, know at mm, all mm, yes the mystery uh, that will never be solved mm. oh and i said 2021 is a bad year to get into vinyl oh yikes dude <laughs> i just got a i just got an email the other week that a vinyl that i ordered that's supposed to come out in october got delayed to december 3rd oh yikes has it been that bad everything's been pushed back yeah, yeah trust me oh dude i uh I believe I showed you that Me Without You vinyl I got. I ordered yeah. that in March, and I got it in June. Whoa, dude. It was it was just delay after delay. And uh, the one, again, that I recently picked up, the uh, FC Space Cowboy split, I got that. I'm like, yeah, my girlfriend ordered that for me for my birthday, and I just oh. got it like three weeks ago, like mm. in the middle of July. And another one I ordered in May just came like last week, so... Jeez! Wow, it, it's it's bad. It's all backed up. Talk about I mean, hey, backlog, a, dude. Yeah, yeah. like I told you, yeah. you shouldn't have picked up another hobby. I don't, yep. I don't know why you. Do, I don't know why you did that. <laughs> yep, that's it. Yep, this is this is my fault. This is all your fault, buddy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do you? Hmm. What else did I want to touch upon here? As far as like gaming goes, do you? Oh, I asked that question already. Do you already prior prioritize? Oh, you know what? I think that's kind of where I'm at as far as those kind of questions go. But as far as like um, tools that you use, do, is there anything that you do to like, even if it's something as simple as like you separate the games that you've like completed versus like you have a stack of like your completed games, like you're a stack of like games that are to to be determined. Like, do you any do uh, do you do anything like that? 
I say I generally do have like uh, don't I just have like a little separation between like oh, this side of the shelf is the ones I've already played, this side of the shelf is the one I'm in the middle of playing. I most time just separate them by whatever platform I have them on. Mm, okay. Yeah, I do something similar as well. I, I I keep everything. I mean, the spreadsheet helps as well, but like I keep all of my stuff on separate shelves because I'm just anal retentive like that. But um... yeah, I mean, I get you. I have like my Xbox shelf and my PlayStation shelf. And my very, very tiny Nintendo shelf. Yeah, ho- hopefully a growing collection of PlayStation games to come as yes. well. <laughs> I, I like that it's all like, I say PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 1. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Yeah, man, I wish I still had my old games, but like, um, I, I feel like that would make this worse. I think if I had, I oh, there, there, yeah, that's something else I wanted to ask you. Like, I, I, if, if I had my old PlayStation two and one games and my and my psp games for for that matter like i feel like that would compel me to buy more for that um for that for that console and i think that would just make this stuff worse i i get that because i do every once in a while like anytime i'm like in a secondhand store or like a used bookstore that has like a game section i'm always like well what playstation one games do they have yeah do you feel like <laughs> you I'm just like, need to get it just to have it like just as a collector's item like similar to the vinyl yeah it's almost like yeah because it's almost like i don't know like am i really gonna play this i don't know but if it's a game i ha- i don't have anymore that like i remember fondly playing it's like well i want it just because it's like well i remember liking this game so yeah, I, I, and I do that sometimes um, for myself, too. Like, I bought Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 HD on PlayStation 4. I've bought those. I've bought and beaten those games, like, many times in the past. But, like, I, I bought it just to have it. And, again, that's just fueling this addiction and slash love that I have for this medium. And it's not helping. And, you know, you and I, fathers, we're, you know, we... we, we we have other things to prioritize, right? So like having sales and having, you know, deals and secondhand stores and buying games online or buying is at GameStop and trading stuff in hugely helpful. Right. But, but because we can get those games so, so cheap sometimes, again, that's like fueling, you know, adding fuel to the fire. <laughs> I agree. It's just like, it's like, okay. It's like, take a break from this, spend time with the baby. Yeah now that you are a new father too like this is this is a great way to segue into this like now that you're a new father do you value um having the backlog you know because you know as a new father i remember when i was a new father too like i remember thinking like oh well now i don't feel compelled to catch up on like the newest of the new games like i'll just pick those up whenever they end up on sale or whatever the case may be if they end up on my lap sometime but like i have all these other games i can play right yeah, that's that's well, I like said it has to be like a game I'm gonna be super hyped about for me to want to get it new. Mm-hmm. Again, the last game I was concerned getting new was Cyberpunk, and then it came out, and then that that died definitely quickly changed my mind. Yeah, again, it's very nice of that game to put its release date in the title. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, I, 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 having ha- because we live in like this great wealth of great games from multiple console generations and a lot of those games are so easily accessible like you know playstation now has been great great to you and your family right like you get you get access to all those older games for just a you know a fee right but um you know having having this wealth of games at our fingertips almost just 
makes it so that you know we don't have to feel like we need to always be on the cutting edge of the you know the newest and greatest games at all times as much as we would like to be but you know like and you know as i as i talked about earlier i have dozens of games that i can be playing so like it's 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 a weird problem to have because like it's not really a problem but like i don't know it's 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 i i just want to get like i i like i like knowing that you know it's not like a huge deal right it's just it's just like oh well I, now i can just play great games and it's it's it's, it's a good 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 problem to have i guess yeah i definitely agree like it's so much better than like i said when i was younger where it's like well you had to buy all these things and be on the cutting edge have to be playing whatever else is playing it's like yeah I do, especially I on the schoolyard right yeah uh, yeah especially like i said like in high school middle of high school like yeah because you gotta be playing whatever else is playing so you can keep in the know and yeah. now it's like now it's like it's like well since i can outside of you and my fiance, I don't really have anyone to talk as and a few friends online. I don't have a lot of people to talk games with, so I was like, I have no compulsion. Well, that's good. I, I wish I wish I was there because, because somehow, like, when Horizon 2 comes out, like, I'm gonna buy that day one and I'm gonna drop whatever yeah. I'm playing and I'm gonna play that. So, yeah, like that, like I said, like that, because it is definitely gonna be on their Starfield. I will find a way to play it yeah so, uh, that, that's that got to come to like uh yeah you I, i'm pretty sure like by then maybe x cloud will be up and running and available on like most pcs so like i think you'll be able to play yeah. it man yeah hopefully so i i think because i really want to play that yeah especially to- with uh people hypothesizing that it, uh, with the creator freaking around saying it's like han solo the video game oh that's cool you're just kind of like taking up jobs and and just going yeah, about the that, galaxy. That's, that's literally all he said. So the fans have been rabid speculating. I mean, that's a that. great concept for a spacefaring game, too. Yeah. That's Very. it. But yeah, so I know a lot of people are upset because they're implying that you're not going to be able to pi- actually fly the ship through space. And I'm like, I don't think they ever stomach. Were you expecting that? Uh, well, I mean, with a game called Starfield, I, I, I think it's a good implication i suppose right yeah i think i guess the thing is a lot of people are like how much is it gonna be more like said just like skyrim in space or are we going more no man's sky with this with this mm, I, that's another game i've been meaning to meaning to pick up but because i don't have playstation plus i don't think i can play that game in it the way it's intended to yeah same i i do know it's like fixed now yeah <laughs> yeah was when it first came out all of the promises that were made on that game have been fulfilled which is great and you know kudos to cyberpunk that for take note <laughs> yeah i know come on but again 2077 that's when we're gonna play this game <laughs> i got in a, i got in early i picked it up day one 60 dollars i'm out 60 dollars i just have to make peace with that <laughs> I'm going to play that game one day, whenever. I don't know. I'll get a PS5. Maybe I'll just borrow yours. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I think that's all I just kind of wanted to get through as far as like talking about backlogs go. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a rough thing and I always feel guilty about it, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing games that I love or will hopefully love. And um, I, I think that's just a good place to be. I agree. And what, what's good, good about yeah, what, what's good about like 
one of the reasons why I wanted to start the show too is that we can use this show as like a vehicle to like talk about older games and older narratives and things like that and catch up on stuff that like you know we we probably missed out on and just have longer discussions without the need to feel like we have to get out there first right like we have to get our ghost of tsushima impressions out first and things like that but yes no. because we are definitely the first people that people are going to go to on the podcast let's <laughs> see so listen to talk about games yeah exactly so it's cool that we're in this position that we are like you know we, we have a small audience which which is which is still cool but the uh you know we don't feel the pressure to have to like you know, oh Daniel, you definitely have to spend this money that you don't have on this. I I, I demand it because we can do a spoiler talk at some point. It's like, nah, dude. Like, we're playing we're playing Mass Effect. You know, which is which which is great that like you picked up the legendary dish, but like we could have done a spoiler talk on that. Like, you know, if that legendary edition ever came out, because those those games are still great, and you know, you and I have our experiences, have our memories about it. But it's great that we can refresh our memory, but. It's cool that like, you know, we'll chip at this bet. We'll we'll chip out our backlogs and then we'll have those discussions. Exactly. I think that is a very good system to have. Yeah. And I'll this this hopefully the spreadsheet won't keep growing with a bunch of like no's of whether or not I finished it or not soon. So hopefully I'll <laughs> I'll check those boxes and there'll be yeses um in the in 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 the coming months. Daniel, what you got there, bud? All right, Mike. I I was really struggling to think of something to recommend this week. So I decided to go with, well, I'll just recommend the song that I have been listening to nonstop for like the past two weeks. Oh, I like songs. Yeah, yeah, you do. I believe believe you have a whole (laughs) podcast where you talk about songs. Oh, yeah, whatever. But you have a PlayStation 5. We can both be jealous then. (laughs) Well, I have some... The Lair, The Liar, with the song Halloween. The Lair, The Liar. Ooh. I see, the Lair, The Liar. Uh, this one was, I actually found this because on, uh, I see, the Discord for your and Adam's show. Oh, I see, oh. friend on the Discord. I see, put this in, on there, and I have been obsessed with it since it, since I checked it out. Oh, well then, what kind of song is it? For the people who don't uh, know. That's it. All right, basically, I would say it's very similar to, like, Broad Strokes, very, very kind of, like, emo, kind of hardcore. If if you like stuff like My Kim back in the day, or still now, that's it there. And I, I came to the conclusion that the guy sounds exactly like the lead singer from At the Drive-In. Oh, okay. You know what? Yeah, because I checked out this song as well. This was recommended to us on the on, on the Discord of my more popular podcast. Uh, but, uh, and... It, it took a couple of listens for me to be like, oh, okay, all right, I get it, I get it. But uh, yeah, the, the the it was the vocals that was kind of like, oh, well, it was this is this is this is like speaking to me at the moment. But like, yeah, this is this is dope, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, like to me, the vocals were what drew me in immediately. I was like, oh, I love this. I was like, what does this remind me of? Yeah, yeah. And I clicked my right. I was like, oh, at the drive-in. That's that's right. It's like. Yeah, I have been listening. I probably if I checked my Spotify stats, this is probably like the most listened to song in the past like couple of weeks. It's it's, it's I've just been playing it nonstop. I am in love. Do you know more about this band? Like, do they have like a full length coming out? Did this come from a full length? No, nah, this seems to be a standalone single. All I can get is that they're releasing something. Uh, that we actually uh, as of recording this, I think tomorrow, I think, and oh, I can't. I really, I can't. Cool. I can't tell by the by how they're promoting it on Twitter. It's like, is this a song? Is this an EP? Is this an album? What is this that you're promoting? Yeah, 
And that, that's the thing with always it. It seems to be the popular thing with bands nowadays. They're just gonna like they're just gonna post a date and be like, oh, it's up to you guys to decide what it's. What, yeah. what we're, we're gonna post about. a date and a and a name. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's like this comes out at this time. I was like, well, what is it? <laughs> yeah, definitely a very interesting song too. If you're someone who likes like you know the modern music scene, it's that, de- or even someone who likes like you know the classic scene from like the late 2000s and the early 2010s, like. This is definitely a song that's going to be right up your alley. It's going to speak to a lot of people, I think. I definitely think so, too. Very cool. All right. So, Mike, what you got there? Oh, I got something kind of wholesome here, man. Like, uh, like, I've been wanting to share this one uh, because Season 2 came out not too long ago. Uh, This is a kind of docu-series. It's called Love on the Spectrum. Have you heard about this? I have not. Oh, well, let me tell you about it. Well, season one, uh, at least in the U.S., you can find on Netflix. Uh, season two is out uh, now, but it's I don't know if a lot of the if there's any streaming places that in the U.S. I can that, that season two you can watch season two. But uh, I, I at least recommend season one, because what this is, is a docuseries. And it's about something that it's about a subject matter that like we all take for granted. And it's about like falling in love and dating and what that looks like for people on the autism spectrum. And it's a very eye opening show. It's, it's got a, it's got a, I don't know, is cast the right word? I don't know. But uh, it's got a cast of like these very endearing people who are on different levels of the autism spectrum as well. And it's, it just kind of shows the struggles that they have, that they go through. And it's not in a way where it's like it where it feels like the show is like like oh well look at that how oh, too bad anyway moving on it's 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 more like we get to hear it from their own perspective from their family's perspective from their neuro, neurotypical friends perspective and just how you know we take for granted for those of us who are neurotypical that like you know, even though some of us might have like social anxiety, like we can still talk to somebody and connect with them, even on a base level where a lot of people like they have huge struggles with that. And can you imagine having that and then trying to find love? You know, we, we, we don't, we don't think about, you know, oftentimes with people with disabilities, whether they be physical or neurological, like we don't think about them in a sense of them finding love or even having like a sex drive or things like that. Like they, they still feel all those same feelings that other people do. It's just, they're just not privileged enough to be able to have the same kind of access to those emotions or those feelings or things like that, that, you know, like, like I said, like some of us take for granted. Right. So it's just a very wholesome show. Um, You know, I've been watching season two, for you know from like other means uh, because it's not in the u.s yet uh, but uh but uh because it's based in australia as well uh so but it's, it's it's just it's just a show that i want to put out there for anybody willing to check it out um season one's like six episodes i think and they're not too long either but uh it's yeah if you want something that's you know it, it feels good and like you root for these people you know because they're human beings too like they they deserve you know the you know base level you know things that like we all get right so uh you know so i just want to throw out there it's called love on the spectrum 
season one's on Netflix. And uh, if you can find season two, some of the people um, from that first season are good returning for the second season too so so it's a it's just, it's just a good show it, it it warms my heart and and it makes me look at things that i didn't admittedly like think about until you know i saw the series so yeah check it out all right that, that definitely sounds interesting oh yeah i i, I and, and I, like i said I, I think it's at the very least it's going to open people's eyes to um a subject matter that like we don't normally think about right you know we don't, yeah, we don't like really... that's just that's not really like a thing that you're on your average day gonna be let's see contemplating, but it's definitely something that's important to think about. Oh yeah, especially for especially like with how hard it can be. Like like dating is hard. Like like uh, just for neurotypical <laughs> yes, people, but, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, I, I don't miss it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm so glad. Like I'm in the spot where I am. Like I'm married. I've found my soulmate. You know, it was it was. You know, it's it's it was rough for me like a long time, but you know, for a while ago. But like, you know, I can't imagine. I can only empathize, right? Like, what it might what it might be like for somebody who just can't even get past the 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 point of like connecting with somebody eye to eye, or even just like knowing what it's knowing how to ask somebody how their day was, you know, and stuff like that. So it's like, ooh, this is this this is eye-opening to say the least so i yeah so check it out like even just check out an episode and i think um i i think if you're an empathetic person too like you'll end up like wanting to see the whole thing but you know even even if you if you got other things in your backlog then uh you know check out one episode just to kind of you know open your eyes to a subject matter that you know you might not have thought about that's it i agree definitely sounds like something worth checking out i will add it to the list of things to check out at some point yeah, like I said, it doesn't take too long, but uh, you know, I, I think people will blow right through, and I think they'll fall in love with the show, pun intended. So, <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> I've got some backlog to take care of, so I've got to. <laughs> I'm going to go take care of some Dark Souls after this. Oh, I got to edit the show, but uh, thank you for joining me on this one, my friend. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, always a good time to always good time to talk video games with you, my buddy. Uh, so, with that being said, folks, uh, we are on Twitter dorkiest at dorkiest podcast um and that's it <laughs> uh yeah but if you can like uh you know we 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 got a few episodes under our belt now like we've got like 10 episodes uh this would be episode 11 i think it is but uh uh you know so if you've been enjoying it so far and you want to help us out in any way it would definitely mean a lot to uh, us and also Erica and Zoe. I've, I've got episodes planned for them uh, in the near future as well. Um, pretty cool subjects as well. Um, but um, they're all great subjects. Who, who am I saying? But anyway, uh, but I, they're, they're going to be on the show sometime soon. But anyway, it's going to mean a lot to all of us. If you could take a couple of minutes to maybe rate and review us on whatever app that you listen to this on. I know that uh, Apple Podcasts lets you rate and review in app. So does the Google podcast, uh, the, Google, the Google podcast app, I believe. Uh, so just, yeah, so check it out uh, or do that if you if you can. If, if not, not a big deal. Or if not, uh, maybe share the show uh, with somebody that you love and uh, let them know that, uh, that we're out there and we're, you know, we're not doing like the weekly news thing that, you know, most other video game podcasts do. We're kind of taking a look at this, uh, this show and kind of, See if we can make our own little spin on it, right? And I, know, and I hope that you guys have been enjoying it um, so far. So more episodes to come. And uh, I think that's all I got, Daniel. Uh, any, any any lasting thoughts before I let you get to your backlog? Uh, 
I say all I would say is, I said, have a good time. Enjoy your backlogs. And we will talk to you next time. Yeah. And you, Daniel, you stay safe out there. I know, I know that, I know that hurricane got downgraded to a tropical storm, but you and your family, you stay safe, please. I say, well, thank you, Mike. And uh, you stay safe too. I say, don't, don't, don't let everything catch on fire over there. Oh, we just got a huge fire, uh, one town over yesterday. And that was fun. I saw footage of it, dude. Fire hurricane. Or I'm sorry, fire tornado. <laughs> oh, well, that's just, that's just <laughs> lovely. Yeah, some of the flames got caught up in a dust storm and, and created a fire tornado, which was, huh. <laughs> huh. Maybe we should treat I, our I, environment I, I, with respect. Yeah, I, I don't know what my reaction to seeing that would be other than it's like, it's like, oh, all right, so which of the seven seals has been opened today? <laughs> yeah, Daniel's dealing with water falling from the sky. I'm dealing with fire erupting into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Very different so, on our two all right, so next, All right, so if I remember my time in Sunday school as a child, next should be frogs falling from the sky, correct? Yes, tune in next week to see which one of us gets frogs falling from the sky. <laughs> Make sure to sacrifice your firstborn sons, folks. GG's. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should end every episode like that. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs>